Hello, Fringers. The following podcast may not be suitable for all ages. Listener discretion is advised. Look alive, Fringers. It's 2099 and we are live and loud in the underground. From the streets to the scar. Keep your chip hidden, your gun loaded, and never trade your soul for souls. Turn it up and let them know. Big Brother is watching. Time to put on a show. Hello, Fringers. Howdy, Cavaliers and Necromancers. Welcome to episode 11 of Neon Trails, now with pizza included. An identical actual play. I'm your game runner, the Caleb G. Thanksgiving is over. I hope you all got stuffed according to your preferences. It's Giving Tuesday, so please support a charity or cause that's important to you. We are here to give back to you. So let's say hello to our cast who cannot conceive of a universe without you in it. First up, life is too short and love is too long. It's Mallow playing Galen. Maybe the real treasure is the monsters we made along the way. (laughs) Next up, she rolled her eyes so hard that she felt in danger of twisting the optic nerve. It's wild playing B. Did you get (laughs) footage of me being a teenager that's rude Uh, but yeah pizza is love pizza is life love yourself and get some pizza Uh, quick quick poll to the cast pineapple on pizza thumbs up absolutely but we don't but we don't yuck our yums so I just order a second pizza we do not okay yeah multiple pizzas are good multiple pizzas are good extra cheesy bread love it What a good group of people we have working here together. Uh, If you think in black and white, your brain can't be agile. It's Pete playing dog. Oh, I like that. Uh, Here we are, born to be kings. They're the princes of the universe. If you haven't heard the intro to the Highlander TV show from the 90s, uh, Princes of the Universe by Queen. Fantastic song. Go listen to it. Hey, how long was it? How long ago was the 90s, though? It was like. What? Only twenty years. years? Don't don't no. No, I don't want to (laughs) know. Not, not, not very long ago. Also, can we just say? I just want to say the Highlander series is just a bounty for storytelling, and it's a shame that nothing has been done with it. So, I think they were talking about doing talking Highlander thing. Unrelated Mandela effect. Wasn't there a Mortal Kombat television show? TV show. What? Yeah, I I have this memory of it. I don't know if it actually exists or not. I guess I, I could look it up memory. on the internet. I know okay. there was a Street Fighter TV show. I don't know that. That one. It's really good. Oh my goodness. Well, we are not here to talk about nostalgia. We could definitely could. Maybe maybe we'll do an identical After Dark uh, coming up one of these days. But while we were developing common sense, she studied the blade. It's Lauren playing Drawl. And by blade, I mean like the little wings of like the little dancer fairy thing that you used to pull the cord. It used to go up in the air. Sky dancers. Because mm. nostalgia. Be okay. Onward. Sorry. Glad to see you. Thank you for. Thank you for coming. And half cocked version of something is significantly worse than not being cocked at all. It's Ethan playing Mox. 
I did not expect the word cock to be in my intro twice. Once, certainly. <laughs> um, but, uh, hi. How's it going? And let's move on to that. Some, some of our usual housekeeping. Identico is, of course, live every Tuesday on Twitch.tv slash Identico, alternating games of Chaos Incorporated and Neon Trails every week at either 6 or 7 p.m. Pacific. That's 9 or 10 p.m. Eastern. You can see episode archives, how to play video series, and uh, a whole bunch of other shows as well on the YouTubes. Mallow, what can you tell us about that? You can find us everywhere at youtube.com slash identico, and you can find us on our second channel, youtube.com slash at humanoidhq. If you don't know, Humanoid Games is the company that I own with a friend. We publish Identico. Uh, and each week, i.e. tomorrow night, uh, we give uh, a bit of news and all the good stuff uh, going on from there. So come check us out there. Uh, and if you want to directly support all of the shows, including a fantastic episode of Chaos Incorporated from last week, uh, go to playidentico.com slash merch. Uh, buy the book. Buy some of our fun stickers, all that good stuff from there. And, you know, maybe we might be doing another merch drop here coming up in the beginning of the year. I'm just saying. <gasps> and there's another book coming out by the end of the year, too. It's off to the yeah! editor of Monsters and Man Episode 2 will be released by the end of the year. I don't quite know exactly what the date is because I'm waiting for the editor to get back to me, but everything is done. The manuscript is in. Uh, that means you get a whole other adventure coming up, and this time it's fun. We're sending you to Rome uh, to Ooh. Vatican City, so have fun with that. Nice. And if you are checking out all of those wonderful things in the archives on the YouTubes, like, comment, tell us what's up, tell us your favorite nostalgia, tell us your favorite Mandela effect uh, element from your childhood. And of course, check us out on the socials. Look for us at Identico and at Humanoid Games at whatever socials you are using. You already saw our beautiful cast holding up those beautiful books. Go to playidentico.com to grab the core rules for free. Grab the book. Grab all of the stickers uh, and the things that Mallow just talked about. If you're here with us on Twitch right now, use those channel points. I don't think we're going to need them tonight, but you never know what's going to happen. Uh, don't forget to check out our affiliate, Greenleaf Geek, for some incredibly cool dice. Uh, I think that's everything from housekeeping. Did we get it all, Mallow? Yes, we did. All right, then let's jump in the Wayback Machine for what happened last time on Neon Trails. Mox discovered that the mad scientist had discovered a natural mutagenic substance and manipulated it further to develop the transformation injection. The crew had a showdown with the scientists' guards. Galen de-escalated the situation by blowing a hole through a guard, which led to the other guards being similarly killed. During the fight, Mox executed the mad scientist. After the quick and brutal battle, the crew led the captured monster cubs out to freedom. It was adorable. They also freed the rest of the miners who had been forced into labor for the scientist. With the immediate threats eliminated, the miners decided to stay and work like they originally intended. On the way back to Solace, Mox noticed that the mad scientist had a key fob with the same cat head symbol that was on the business card that B had gotten from Callisto back when they first met. 
The crew's journey was interrupted by Rev, the bandit trying to make a name for himself that they had encountered after picking up Mox. Rev's plans were once again ruined, but this time by two of the massive skull-headed monsters coming to the crew's aid. Because they're friends now, and that's metal as fuck. After such a wild and traumatic series of events, the crew spent a well-deserved night in Ferdy's bar, enjoying all the joy and humanity of solace. So the camera is zoomed way far out, uh, showing us the bright points of the metroplexes against the darkness of the globe. We see the little lights of travel across the country as a massive nine, 10 car semi trucks barrel down the shipping mega lanes. The camera zooms in. We see the scar. We see the wastes. It's mostly empty. And the camera tightens in. And once again, we're coming towards solace. This warm light in the darkness of the supposedly abandoned wasteland. It has been a few weeks since we last saw our crew. They have been doing a little bit of work, a little bit of relaxing. Uh, various events have happened. Uh, the the We're going to start with Galen. As the camera comes across Solace, of course, built into a majestic canyon out there in the desert, uh, there are, are a collection of vehicles parked, and we see the Winnebago. It is mostly repaired. Uh, what is Galen doing? He's wiping down the outside of the, uh, the Winnebago. Uh, it's got a fresh coat of paint on it. Uh, and he's kind of waxing everything and stuff. Uh, it looks as better than it has in a while. He gave it a wash. That's always good. Those are things. Uh, he's done a few upgrades on it since then. Um, but mostly from the outside, it still looks like an absolute piece of junk. Um, you know, it just, it is what it is. It's homely. It's good. Uh, it's parked uh, where in his usual spot next to Bill and his semi. Uh, he's got the you know the astroturf laid out with the lawn chair and the beer cooler and everything out there. Um, but he's wiping it down. Uh, when a uh, a younger lad uh, kind of comes up behind his uh, behind his uh, Winnebago as he's uh, kind of wiping everything else down. Uh, and he's going to kind of look at the boy and, you know, it's early enough in the morning, you know, it's still coffee time and things like that. And so the, the, the little younger, maybe about 13, 14 ish, uh, boy kind of brings him a cup of coffee and, uh, Galen just kind of looks at him and, and, you know, gives him a nod and things like that. But, uh, he kind of just looks at him and goes, what's the news of the morning boy? Well, gee, sir, I don't rightly know. <laughs> you gonna cut the shit? You gonna pay me? 
What's going on? Sick uh, of these games. <laughs> Galen. Kid's got a mouth on him. He does have a mouth on him. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so Galen pulls out from a, a toolbox that he's got on the back of the Winnebago um, from one of the compartments. He kind of pulls it out. Uh, and he pulls out uh, several sets of capacitors and things like that that he has very legally acquired um, and handed them to the kid. Uh, and he goes, that's what you need to repair your PlayStation. Now, you got any actual news for me this morning? Uh, so the kid takes it. He checks it over. Gives you cautious eye like you're trying to rip him off, but... He accepts it, tucks it into a like his is his back pocket of his jeans. Um, nothing too much happened over the past couple days. Uh, your uh, what's her name? Chev. Mm-hmm. They've been they they've been doing good work. No trouble out there. Uh, they've been sending some parts back for a couple people. Um, making some good money. I, I think they're doing some trade with uh, a couple other settlements that are further out. So uh, they're doing okay. Um, when he says other settlements, he pulls out. So he pulls out uh, his glow and brings out the the hollow sort of feature and kind of like does the pull and zoom kind of thing. And mm-hmm. he's asking the kid, like, show me these other settlements that you've heard of and things like that. And he will point to some of them on the map. They are all within a day's drive from this mining colony that's been established now, mm-hmm. more or less with your help. And that uh, that colony itself was three or four days out from Solace the long way. Mm-hmm. So these are these are these settlements are pretty deep in the wilderness. Um, he gives you the rundown as far as he knows of them. Uh, they're all no more than 30 people mm-hmm. kind of settlements. Very small, very wilderness. Um, two of them are more livestock based. Mm-hmm. So actually uh, getting some animals that can survive out here. A um, little bit of genetic engineering involved to help them overcome some of the problems here in the waste and the radioactive residue. Uh, the other one that he knows for sure of is more agriculture-based. Mm-hmm. So, again, trying to get some good crops to grow. It's hidden. Uh, there's some you know caves that it's built into. So they're experimenting with... Uh, some different lichens, some different fungus strains, things that can grow underground, things that can grow with limited sun. They're just trying to find and cultivate some different ways to thrive outside of the plexes. Yeah. And there's another two or three that he thinks he knows about, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have any concrete details of. Like, he's heard rumors. Got it. So, but And he, he gives you what he has. Yeah. So what he's what he's essentially being able to do is like a big dipper kind of handle where like you could connect the dots of a trading route sure. if there isn't already one going between those kind of things. Um, sure. So he's going to give the kid 100 souls for that information as well um, and then uh, pack up a little bit from there and then head on into the city 
uh, with his coffee and stuff like that, just trying to kind of like walk through the morning markets and just observe and listen okay. and things like that as he kind of goes through. Bill's nowhere to be found at the moment. I think he's still a he's not the earliest of risers uh, for that kind of thing. So he'll check in with Bill a little bit later, but he's gonna just kind of meander and see what the locals are up to and things like that. Yeah. So. You have now been in solace for an extended period of time. You have your morning routine. You've got your breakfast spot, your coffee spot, your people watching spot. You have gotten to know a lot of the merchants by name. Mm -hmm. You've got a little bit of a reputation. In the past few weeks, uh, you and the rest of the crew have taken on a few very small potato jobs. Mm -hmm. Um a couple of them have just been like security here in solace of uh, some evening events. Um, very small potatoes, barely a bounty. Like someone just went missing and he was, you know, outside sleeping it off because he partied too hard kind of thing. Uh, but you've got a good reputation. People give you the nod as you walk by. You figured out the ebb and flow of solace and by doing so you've learned to listen to that layer beneath what's happening in the market stalls and the food carts and mm. you're starting to pick up really the true lifeblood of solace which is information yeah uh you're not part of the inner circle you you recognize a couple people that you think are, uh, but you're not privy to any of this greater informational trade that is really what is keeping Solace going. Mm -hmm. But yeah. you pick up a couple things as you walk around. Uh, no earth-shattering exposés or pieces of knowledge or intel that's being dropped but you hear people talk about uh, some different activity on the east coast on the west coast uh, you hear of course wacky rumors about what's going on in Texas with uh, the border war uh, someone's probably exaggerating a little bit or at least you hope so uh, <laughs> about some of the fights and incursions um, you hear this you hear this really weird rumor that there's people uh, who are uh, maybe worshipping an AI but mm. that's just ridiculous that would never happen so you're, you're trying to kind of take the good with the bad figure out what's real and what isn't yeah I feel like Galen walks around while he's doing it, too, because he's gotten a little bit more used to the place and stuff. He's got, like, a coffee mug in his left hand, but he's got, like, the thumb of his right hand, like, tucked into the front pocket of his jeans and stuff. And he's sure. got, like, you know, when he's just hanging around, he's got, like, the the plaid shirt, like, tucked all the way in with the cowboy boots and stuff like that. You know, and it's a lot of, yeah. it's a lot of, how are you now? You know, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very friendly, very casual, but still with a, a sharp ear opened up. Yeah. It's very so, Wayne from Letterkenny. <laughs> Absolutely. 
All right. So Galen is making his way around, uh, doing his thing. Uh, I feel like he's going to walk past Dog's workshop and and maybe kind of give it a glance. But if he doesn't hear anything, he's going to think real hard if he wants to knock on the door or not. That's a good question. Do I hear anything? Is it early enough for Dog and Mox to be awake? What time is it? I mean, knowing Galen, it's probably around like 9.30-ish. He's not getting up super early, but he's not exactly sleeping in either. I would say if you are outside the door, odds are that you can hear some classic rock uh, wafting out at that point. (laughs) Is the door... Let me ask this. Is the door locked? Yeah, door's always locked. Okay. Because if it wasn't, he was just going to, like, peek his head in and see if it was just Argos doing his thing and everybody was asleep or, you know, otherwise, but... He just he just idly plays classic rock when he's bored. I mean, you know, why not? It's He's a good dog. He's a good yeah. dog. He's the best boy. Yes. Uh, I mean, at that point, then, he will at least knock on the door because he knows that dog will sleep through just about anything. So if he's asleep, he's asleep. Let's see. A, I would say, I if would you be asleep, dog? Because I know that Mox is awake. Oh, let me let me roll for it. Roll to sleep. He he is freshly awake. So then, uh, Mox will go to the door and open it. Give a quick look through, see that it's Galen and just swing the door open and return to the couch he was sitting on cigarette still smoking <laughs> oh well how are you? Hey, not so bad eh? you? I'm good and yourself weren't we just here a second ago? yeah you know oh god and as <laughs> dog walks in uh, Mox just puts his hand over his eyes and just looks down. Oh, hey. <laughs> um, morning. Rough night, eh? Every night. What's up? How, how are you doing? What's... What are you doing? What are you, what's up, man? What are you doing here? I'm just... What? walk in the city doing my thing i just got uh winnebago's back together and he holds out his hands like eh, eh, uh, eh? Uh, hey hey look at that just that's pretty good yeah getting excited for it hey wait till you see the upgrades that i did inside it's fantastic oh, oh that's exciting did Guard you like, get all of the uh blood and guts up yeah yeah, yeah, that was going to be my next question. It, yeah. it, it took me a while. Everything's clean. I uh, I had a little ceremony for the mattress and the sheets and the carpet and the pillows and the curtains that, that didn't make it. I just burned most of everything and then went sanitization on the inside. Let's put it that way. It's good to do that every month. 
You know, Galen, I've been thinking about that rumor you mentioned a little while back about people who were, like, worshipping AI. It, it, I don't actually think it's that ridiculous. Yeah, when you think about it, I mean, compared to some of the other religions that have been around, you know, it's, it, 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 it makes sense. It, it provides answers and guidance. I suppose so, but the kind of AI they worship and things like that is not quite... I mean, it's providing the kind of guidance, but not exactly the kind of guidance you might want to see in people. I'm not saying I would do it myself. I'm saying that it makes sense as much as any of the other. You know what? Never mind. No, no, no. I'm seeing where you're going. I'm, I'm following you. I'm following you. And this whole time, by the way, Mox has just been rubbing frequently, furiously at one of his eyes. Damn thing still itches. Ah. Oh, this, your watch are going rogue, or...? No, they said that the initial irritation would go away after a week, and bullshit. Ah. They don't make eye drops out here. In the cities, when I got mine, we had eye drops to help some of that itching and stuff like that, but I ain't seen any of that out here. Oh, I would do bad things for the eye drops right now. How is dog dressed, by the way? And we just sitting here with like, <laughs> like, I just realized that like, I realized that we just walked into this man's home and he just kind of like moseyed downstairs. Like, yeah. Mox has not looked towards dog for, before this is said. <laughs> All right. So dog just woke up and I'm going to let you know dog's about comfort. Not it's his home. <laughs> Not exactly too yes. concerned with uh, necessarily the comfort of someone coming over. Uh, since he just rolled out of bed, he'll be in a tattered old kimono that he found. <laughs> not, yeah, not built it up closed. So you may be getting a show. Uh, <laughs> holding a can or cup or whatever with his, you know tummy a little poked out so you're getting a little bit of a bird beak and a little bit of a basketball coming out of the kimono <laughs> I'd imagine so let me just fully it up oh thank god that's um, the part you're doing the foley work for. I don't have a pot really of macaroni there <laughs> He won't, he won't do that while people are around. At this point, though, Galen is, like, nonplussed by the whole kind of thing because he's dropped by so many mornings at this point. Like, yeah. like Dog's shop is, like, on his normal kind of route. You know, he ends it at Ferdy's every, you know, every morning and stuff like that. Just You're even just outside of Ferdy's sitting there trying to read the news and stuff. So, like, this is not the first time that Dog is, you know, just popped in and been like, hey, how's it going? You could pick it up out of a lineup. <laughs> what you're saying. Let's hope that anyway. he never has to. Yeah. <laughs> That's all that remains of dog. That's him. Anyway, back on track. What track? <laughs> what track exists for this right now? Oh. Well, yeah, so y'all chit chat for a little bit, just kind of shoot the breeze. Galen, Galen's gonna see if if Mox can and Dog can give him a hand installing something on the Winnebago later that day. 
He bought the parts, but he needs the he needs some real help. Mox jumps at the opportunity, and the whole time that you've been over for whatever the hour or how long you've stayed to chit chat, um, Mox has had scraps of paper, a scrap of paper that he has been writing on, but the pen that he's writing with it is still capped, so he's just kind of scratching on it as he zones in and out of the conversation. <laughs> he just kind of looks... When he when he realizes that, he just kind of looks at it. It's like, you can just... You can take the cap off and it makes a it makes a mark and... Come oh, on. Oh, is that how this works? Well, I just... It just... It's You've the sound been here kind of for thing. thirty minutes, and you just now decided to tell me this. I was oh, okay. distracted. No, thank yeah, you. I was distracted. it and r- writes a letter on there. This changes everything. <laughs> <laughs> Can we go fix your fucking car? Yeah, let's go. And then before, uh, but like, I, I imagine as like Galen and Mox go to walk around, then they like turn back and look at Dog. And dog's still standing there in the kimono and stuff like that. And we're like, we'll give you some time, buddy. Let me put my boots on. (laughs) All right. See you at the usual. Dog Dog not lacking any confidence in his skills in quite literally everything because he thinks he is the best at everything. He knows knows that Galen needs his help. He's like, yeah, of course you need my help. All right. Put my boots on. All right. And then he'll... Yeah, do his thing. All right, so Galen and Mox will head off, maybe take the long route back up to the Winnebago to just meander through the town a little bit. Uh, Dog, you are getting dressed. You know you have to head over to the Winnebago because obviously Galen needs your help. However, as you are there in your shop... As you are wont to do, you get a little bit distracted. Uh-oh. Uh, it, it's that thing where, as is typical with all of us, you're you're focused on getting dressed, but then you see a thing on the dresser, and you're like, oh, that doesn't go there. I'm going to go put that over there. And then you go take that to the kitchen, but then as you're in the kitchen, you're like, oh, I've got to do this thing. And you start doing that other thing, and that takes you out to your workshop. And as you get out to your workshop... You are, uh, you you see your your actual life project sitting here on your work table, yeah, yeah. and uh, you, maybe you maybe you get to work on that a little bit, or or you want to tell us about that? Ooh, yeah. So long ago, Dog found the remnants of what he believes to be. A UFO out in the desert, and as he's scrounging up things, found it and brought it back to his shop, and he's been working on it in secret. Um, hence why he's he's always asking if anybody's seen anything odd, and kind of making some guesses. Um, and being having been an engineer in his previous life, has has some ideas, but a lot, yeah. a lot of guess and check. So you've been working on this. You've been trying to reverse engineer it. You've been trying to get it functional, kick something on. It's it's really just not responding, and that's really frustrating. Like, you can't get anything to power on. 
You can't get any systems to work. Um, but you, you're a persistent fella, if nothing else. Yeah. So I think uh, the camera can pull away from you as you focus on working here a little bit. And we go through the city of Solace, down the road, through some of these outside merchants. And <clears throat> the, the camera's taking us back into one of the more residential districts where Drawl's apartment is. What has Drawl been doing this morning? So she cut her hair last night, so she's kind of getting used to that. Not a lot, enough to be healthy and edgy, but still keeping it together. Um, so she's just kind of looking herself over, being overly critical. Um, and then she's just going to go about her day as usual. Um, she's going to go grab a snack on her way uh, to the paperboy. She's probably going to take the long route. Um, and maybe pass by the garage, maybe pass by, um, the bar on her way. She's going to say right. hi to the usual suspects. Um, this is her home. This is where she's comfortable. She does a lot of business here, but her mornings are spent specifically for just living and that's that's what she does on the way to work so uh as you are walking you also uh flick through some of the alerts on your glow from your job message board uh you have done like i said a handful of jobs over the last couple weeks nothing that has returned you to your previous ranking but you've gotten a little bit closer nothing that has really brought in a satisfying paycheck but you've gotten enough money to stay alive not that you need that much money in solace True. Are they mostly go for requests? Like, yeah. go get this for me, bring this here, give this to so-and-so. Yeah. Yeah. Very small potatoes. Um, nothing further than like a day's travel in any direction. Um, this part of the country is really spread out as opposed to the metroplexes where everything is crammed in, built on top of itself, on top of itself, on top of itself, uh, just to keep looking modern and slick and up to date. Everyone out here in the wasteland is uh, all about finding their own little niche of comfort. And sometimes people conglomerate together and then you've got something like solace or uh, sometimes you've got a very small town where maybe 30 or 40 families have settled because there's a really nice crossroads for uh, marketing or not marketing for uh, merchant routes and travel um, or there's some really uh, verdant lands or a good water supply. So there's little 
pockets, but just as much there's one dude that lives by himself or there's one lady that is really great at making clothing, but she just doesn't want to be in the city. So she's out in the middle of nowhere. So a lot of this back and forth uh, for goods, supplies, services, that kind of thing. Um, you walk through Solace. The people you know that know to say good morning to you, say good morning to you. The people that know to stay away from you, stay away from you. Um, you pick up some breakfast, you pick up some coffee, you walk past the bar. Um, it's early, but of course, Ferdy's in there with breakfast. And there's a small, there's a, a small handful of people in there eating. The bar is never fully closed or fully empty. Um, Ferdy is not there around the clock. Of course, there's other staff. But uh, right now, Ferdy is in there doing some work. You wave hello through the window. They wave back. Um, it's a chill morning. Like, it is remarkably calm right now. Um, but you, you head over to your usual meeting spot with the paperboy. It is that uh, little coffee area that's built into one of kind of the natural caves. It's very small. And there's just a, a little tiny food cart, coffee cart at the mouth of this natural cave. And people have brought in some tables and blankets and pillows and beanbag chairs and some very soft, warm lighting over the years it's not an official restaurant or location it's just people have made it cozy and it's a nice little meeting spot because it's super quiet and it's super out of the way and paperboy likes it being out of the way so when you get there he is already there um, um. He's sitting at a back table, back to the wall, feet kicked up on another chair. Um, and you can see his glows lit up. Uh, you can see him like working in the AR display on his goggles. So he's like typing away and moving files and stuff uh, in, in midair. Um, so this is the perfect morning for Drawl. This is the morning she loves to have. Uh, she loves routine and order despite being a chaos monster. Um, the morning preps her for that energy. Um, so she's savoring every moment of it and she stops at the cart as she um, she clocks the paper boy. And she just kind of smiles. She takes her hood off of her um, head as she kind of strolls over, takes her hands out of her pockets and rolls up her sleeves. Um, one of which now has a not really very good looking, but you can tell it's supposed to be like a bagel, roughly a bagel with some air coming off of it. Um, it's a patch on her jacket um, and she she pushes it up and she sits down. What's up this morning? You look busy. Uh, the paperboy keeps working for a second. He's really in the zone. 
<clears throat> and then he'll pause and like push up just one corner of his AR goggles and look over at you. Oh, hey, um, yeah, I'm actually just tracking down something. Give me two seconds. And he gets back to work for a minute. Two. He's still working. She's just going to, you know, pick the dirt from underneath her fingernails. <laughs> She's going to put her feet up on the uh, accompanying chair. Um, <clears throat> kind of get a little cozy. Just kind of take in the atmosphere. Just going to see what people are eating. What what kind of blankets they're sitting on. Um, what everyone's talking about. Just kind of Taking in what solace really is, a safe haven for people. You hear just kind of the regular chit-chat. People catching up. People talking about work. People talking about what they did last night. This isn't a place where a lot of business is done, which is why you and the paperboy like it so much. So this is a very normal life kind of conversation. He finishes up in a couple minutes, pushes his goggles up the top of his head, kind of stretches and, and cracks his knuckles. Oh, okay. Whew. Um, how are you? Welcome back. Not Hi. as long as I usually wait, but... I mean, when um, when you're on a hot trail... You can't break it. I, I'm i getting some good stuff. I respect the hell out of that. So. Uh, I, good. 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 Um, I've got something for you. For me? Yes. Oh, uh, how splendorous. So you had given me a bunch of intel and dirt on the DJs. Mm -hmm. And I did a little bit more digging. She crosses her arms, takes her feet off the chair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, uh, the, the boss guy you met, uh, Mercury, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I found out some more about him. Uh, okay. I, I, Got it in the weirdest way. Uh, what What do you want to know first? Do you want to know what I got or how I got it? Walk me through it step by oh, step. I, okay, I, don't, okay. I don't want the finish line unless I've earned it. All right. So uh, I was doing, like I said, I was doing a little bit of digging. This was maybe two weeks ago. Doing a little bit of digging. Uh, not not so much that anyone would realize I was digging. Didn't want to get any unwanted attention. Uh, putting some feelers out there. Talking to a couple informants. Digging through a couple boards. Uh, really kind of trying to scrub for some references. And here's the thing. The as, as a person, as as a as an entity, he is really hard to track down. And he he really didn't uh, come into the scene until the dust jockeys started becoming an entity. 
Like uh, digging through the history books, there were always a ton of uh, gangs and bandits out in this area, but they were all independent of each other. They were all just random groups of, of whatever's fighting with each other more than trying to take on territory. But then suddenly, almost overnight, we've got this unification of the dust jockeys with Mercury. And that's when he kind of appears on the scene. It's wild. So I was trying to figure out where this guy came from, trying to ask some questions. And I got the weirdest contact, the weirdest call on my glow. Do you know Winston Steele? Uh, I would like you to make an underworld check. Yeah. Fifteen. <sighs> okay, so you know the name immediately. You know that Winston. Of course I know him. Of course. Winston Steele is another a similar type of gang leader out here in the wastelands. He is uh, a cigar-smoking, mustachioed, bravado. Uh, he styled himself on the railroad barons of yesteryear. Uh, he's all muscles and testosterone. He... Uh, owns a fleet of heavily armored semi-trucks that are all pulled by like big-ass monster trucks. So these are like double-decker semis that are all armored, pulled by these massive vehicles, armored weapons. Uh, he is He is a like convoy for hire out here in the wastelands. So um, you know that he is, he, he prides himself on uh, getting, getting your stuff from A to Z safely, like point A to point B safely. He, he's trying to be uh, like a merchant for hire, but he's also a bit of a thug. He's also trying to, uh, like carve out some territory for himself. Um, you know that he very frequently comes into conflict with the East of West Trading Company, which is a nationwide shipping and supply company. Um, he's like an independent operator trying to make a name for himself. They are a much larger company. Um, you also know that he has come into conflict with the dust jockeys. You've heard of a couple tussles here and there because he wants their territory for the through routes. So you say, yep, you've heard of him. Uh, and Paperboy comes back in. Okay, yeah. So Winston fucking Steele 
calls my glow. And that's not a that's not a thing. I don't have this guy's number. I didn't think I was on his radar. Apparently. So uh, that was scary as hell. But uh, turns out, uh, well, a little bit. Um, he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. Um, he he said. And I'm still I'm still I'm still trying to process all of this, but I've been able to track it down and validate a lot of it. He gave me intel on Mercury. He said that uh, he's got a little bit of inside knowledge because they've been going back and forth a little bit over the years. He wants the dust jockeys taken down a notch. He wants Mercury taken down a notch. So he gave me some information. I did some scrubbing. I did some validation. Seems to be legit. <sighs> um, Mercury uh, used to live in the Santa Fe Plex. But he was... He was a fucking nobody. His parents were corporate stooges, low-level... They weren't running anything. They weren't doing anything. Join the club. Uh, and then uh, basically they got screwed over by the corpse. They all got dead. Classic. Uh, and then this kid ends up moving out of the plexes, out here to the wastes, and suddenly kind of makes a name for himself as Mercury. Far as I can tell, he has... He has got a, a raging heart on to just take down these corpse. Any corp that comes across him. Um, all of that stuff you showed me. All of his... All of... All of the weapons, all of the armaments, whatever he's doing out there. Far as I can tell, he's just he's aiming at the corpse. He hasn't pulled the trigger yet. I don't know what he's waiting for. I don't know what he's doing, but And that's bad. I mean, no, but also who's gonna get caught in the crossfires? Yeah, see. I'm having a hard time. Like, this guy seems kind of cool, right? Other than you yeah. know, the whole hidden city, let's control everybody thing. Um, he's reinvented himself. Rags to riches story. Classic tale. We love to see it. But, like, he wants to take down the court. Because their corpos are terrible. The whole system is broken from the foundation. And why don't we let him? You know? I want to see. I want to see what the bad, what the bad part is. Here. Yeah. Uh, I I haven't figured that part out yet. This is this was the extent of what I had. Like, well, well I mean, it's great information. I yeah. just imagine in your position as you're like hearing this information, you're thinking to yourself, okay, so Big Daddy got knocked down a peg by 
big bad nobody and now wants to be big bad bad daddy again and can't get there. So who should be the rightful daddy? I don't know. Right? Yeah. I don't know. Um, but like I I don't think from from everything I've been able to talk about, everything I've been able to find out, people I've talked to, I don't think he's nefarious. I don't think he's trying to do anything other than gear up enough to take on whatever corp dares to cross his path. Like, what you told me about that underground place was freaky as shit. Yeah. But I don't think he's forcing people into it. I haven't been able to find anything that was like him kidnapping people and brainwashing them. I think he's just really secretive. I think whatever he's working on, whatever tech he's developing, it's, I don't know what it is, but I don't, I don't think it's anything other than a gun to point at the the big bad when they show themselves, you know? She's going to uh, lean onto the table with her elbows and kind of just lean forward. Well, what we do know. Crapo's bad. Civilian death, bad. Right. So our ultimate goal here is to see which horse we have to back. Ugh, I hate gambling. But... What do you, in all of your knowledge, think should be done regarding these gangs? Do we just let them do their thing? Take down the big bad evil guy? Well, no matter who goes down with them, or do we try to steer the ship into another? (sighs) Your job is so interesting. One, I am not anyone who is in any position to steer any ship. That is not me. No, no. I I am happy. I am happy in my little corner. I'm happy giving you information. I'm happy giving other people information. But that's it. I love that about you. You're capable of so much more. Yet here you are helping the little guy. Appreciate you. I just don't want to get killed. I'm very <laughs> selfish here. I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to get killed. I don't want to be in any crosshairs. This is purely selfish. I've grown platonically fond of you, so I don't want anything bad to happen to you. Well, either. thank you. So I am let's keep it. I am financially fond of you because you pay a lot of my bills. So I no offense. Do. No offense. I do. Um I I I don't know if there's anything that can be done with any of this. Uh, you know, the the whole let's let's let him and them fight and see what happens never ends well for anybody on our side of things. Um I think Mercury has enough firepower to make a big difference. But Agreed. 
I don't know what his true goals are yet. He plays it so carefully. I don't think he wants to play show anybody his cards until after the dust settles. Yeah, anything worth knowing isn't being said, so I get it. If you want but, to get something done, you can't tell anyone about it. But on all of my instinct, he doesn't feel like a dick. He doesn't feel like he's manipulating people. He, he I He doesn't feel like like a typical corporate sleaze bag. He he seems legit. Well, I guess we'll see, won't we? Mm, I hate waiting. Oh, I came here and I had a very specific question for you. Oh, yeah, go ahead. After you giving me this golden nugget, of course, what is this going to do for me now? But I got to know hmm. what's trending in the plexus right now. What are people watching? What are they eating? Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, uh, yeah, here we go. And he starts off on <clears throat> this list. Um he, he's kind of chuckling and laughing to talk about something so mundane. He talks about some very interesting food trends, like some new fusion that's coming in from uh, like the, the, the European side of the world. Um, he's talking about some new fashion trends that uh, this big influencer named Bosco is... Uh, highlighting and spearheading of the Hmm? Bosco stick. Yeah. is making clothes. Oh, what a time to be alive. Oh yeah. This guy is everything. Uh, He's the best. I love him. Uh, He talks uh, and he starts to kind of spin off into some entertainment news, like what's going on. Basically he's getting into celebrity gossip at this point. Who's, uh, dating whom, who's cheating on whom, the new reality show. Uh, and uh, we can let this conversation kind of continue and fade away. And we are going to switch over to B. Uh, B has been, I think, really busy over the last couple weeks. B has been incredibly busy over the last couple of weeks, even while doing all of the jobs, you know, and taking care of the personal relationships around Solace. B has also been burning the candle at both ends. Mm -hmm. Uh, B has also been borrowing Argos from Mox uh, when Mox is uh, okay with letting go of Argos for a few minutes. What do you want with my boy? Hmm? I just need to take some measurements, look at some servos. You know, it's just kind of our thing. I just, I admire your craftsmanship and I was hoping to work some of your ideas into what I am trying to do, if that's okay. You're just so good. Look at these servos. Well, I mean, all right, I mean... (laughs) He has a few allergies you should know about. Okay. Then let's you. 
with allergies noted. <laughs> B There's will no allergies. He's a drone. <laughs> yeah, but still, no, no nine allergies. volts. Only, only <laughs> B's and C's and D's. Not trying to shove pop tarts into Argos's mouth. Okay, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and you'll see. You know, even when we meet up for jobs, B is kind of like daydreamy, sketching in a little notebook, making calculations, faces. Oh no, that won't work. I mm, okay, and like lifting up Argos's paw, playing with his tail, looking at how the ears attach, giving him yeah. some belly rubs so you can open up one of the panels that's on his belly just to oh, look course. at something. Yes. Because Argos is a good boy. The very best boy. Um, and if you ask any of the people around Solace about what B is doing or where B has been, everywhere. Every shop, every merchant stall, um, often to the Farbly, talking to Ferdy, trying to bounce ideas off of Ferdy in whispered conversations. B has... Uh, been seen carrying around giant collections of like gears and bolts and nuts and pieces of metal even though B has a shop from scavenging and plenty of things um, until today where B stomps open the door to their house mm -hmm. with a Big old backpack. But it doesn't have things falling out of it at this point. Pretty quiet. Looks heavy. Mm. MB starts making a line down to the Farbly. And busts into the saloon doors. <laughs> Ferdy! Ferdy! I got something to show you! So Ferdy looks up from the bar. Uh, it, like I said, it's a quiet morning. There's until maybe I came. until you <laughs> came. Yes, uh, there's maybe five or six people, customers, and they are all very quietly eating their breakfast. This is not a a raucous night like tends to happen. This these are people either grabbing a bite before a shift or. Uh, having something to eat as they got off of a, a graveyard shift before they go home. Uh, Ferdy is at the bar. Today they are wearing a very Rosie the Riveter kind of style. Uh, coveralls, rolled up sleeves. You can see their tattoos. Uh, you can see a couple uh, lines of cyberware in their arms, which B knows about, but has never really asked a lot about, or at least Ferdy has deflected questions away. Uh, today, their hair is uh, like pushed up and pulled back. So they've got, uh, again, that Rosie the Riveter headband kind of thing. And they wave at you and say, all right, what, what fresh hell are you bringing to me today? Almost like you know me, Ferdy. I I mean, it's not hell. It's kind of like heaven. 
I'm really excited. This windup is worrying me so much more than you just barging in here. Okay, but I didn't like make explosives this time. This so, time, yeah. Look, it's, look, look at my ceiling. Look at my ceiling. I still fixed there. it. I it's can still see the hole. Fine. It's, the weather can't leaks, get in. It leaks when someone flushes. I will put some caulking on it. It will be fine. Don't worry about it. it it's fine. It's fine. Okay. Do you, as long as have you have you, a stool, I guess. Have you eaten? Time out. Have you eaten? No. All right. Come here. Come here. Show me okay. what you got, but also here. And they push over a plate and it's um, biscuits and, and sausage gravy <gasps> and uh, like like a real thick, crunchy farmhouse bread toasted with some sort of jam on it. I'm sorry, but you're making me drool out of game. Thank you so much for that. I just yeah. ate dinner and I am now hungry again. So hungry. <laughs> it, I gotta play to my strengths. That's what I do in this. That's what I do on this stream. Describe real good food. Describe real hot men and women, and describe real scary monsters. Got you. Okay, my three <laughs> things. My three things. Um, the B looks at the breakfast, kind of like wipes at the corner of their mouth a little bit because you know they're drooling they can smell it so good and then snaps up to ferdy and goes is there is there any coffee do we have coffee here still of Some course coffee? there is of okay. course come on <gasps> is it still the real beans yes yes it is okay can i have two cups please Okay, fine. Yes. Sits down at the at the breakfast and starts like picking at it a little bit and goes, "Oh wait, I gotta show you. Are you yeah. ready? Are you I... ready to?" Okay. All right. Hope so. So, um, you got you can't tell the team yet because I know I know we talk to the crew a lot and I know they come in here and if they come in here, you have to let me know because this is supposed to be a surprise. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm so scared right now. I'm Don't be scared. It's so cute. Hold on. Okay. Do cute. you remember? Yes. Hold on. Do you remember uh the story that we told you about those cute little monster babies with the big monsters and they ate did, everybody? What? Did you go Did you put one of those in your backpack? What? No. What? Hold what on. is going on? Ferdy, Ferdy, let me tell the story. I gotta give a lead up. It's important. Okay, okay. Uh, okay. I, yes, I remember the monsters that okay, almost good. killed you. B takes a big gulp of coffee. And then goes, Okay, so I didn't take one of the babies, because that would be so mean. Yeah. But... You know how I've been uh, doodling around with drones? Yeah. Okay, hold on one second. B reaches into the bag and pulls out a drone version of the tiny baby Wendigo. 
and shoves it in Freddy's face and goes, Meet Umbra! Ain't they so cute? Uh, 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 okay, <laughs> wow. <laughs> so happy and, right now. And Ferdy is taken aback and shocked, but also kind of laughing because of how infectious B's joy is right now. Uh, can you can you tell us a little bit about Umbra? Can you give us a description of them? Yes. So, <laughs> um, you look at Umbra, and you kind of do see, you know, the tiny little dark being that melts into the shadows with the little exposed skull, much like the little Wendigo babies that we saw mm -hmm. uh, last episode that B cried over at the end. Um, and, but you also see there are like a little, you can see the, the cybernetics in the legs, right? You see kind of like little servos in the, in the joints. You see instead of, you know, dark sockets for eyes, you see like little LED lights that will change with the emotions of Umbra. Okay. Um, and if you didn't know that Umbra was there, just kind of like sitting in the shadows, you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to pick Umbra out. Okay. Very stealthy. Cool. But uh, you can clearly tell that uh, if you were ever beset upon by an angry Umbra, uh, you would receive a, an extremely nasty bite because B found out how to make it so that Umbra's jaws had the bite force of a hippo. <laughs> With metal jaws. Cool. And of course, you know, B is still tinkering. Because I don't know. I just like, I like what Mox is doing with Argos. And I just think it would be really cool to have something that, you know, could help protect us, but also be able to cuddle it. And like, I can't always take Argos because Argos is playing music for, for Dog and Mox all the time. So like, I can't, I have to have my own baby. So this is my baby. All right. I, I love it. I, you've obviously been putting a lot of work into it. Ferdy is kind of looking at it all over, uh, giving it a very... Uh, careful inspection. You can see that they are uh, very sharply looking at some of the joints, some of the servos that are exposed. Um, Ferdy is very sharp with this type of equipment. So they're giving it the once over and, and they're nodding. They like it. Uh, is, is Umbra activated right now? Yeah, hold on. Give kisses! And Umbra comes to life, little blue LEDs, and like just goes <laughs> with this little like ah! <laughs> dark like, metal tongue. <laughs> it's like licking a battery. Ow. Well, yeah, I mean it could be electrifying. A little shocking sometimes. It's it's still a work in progress, like I said, and I don't know, maybe if I just like it, I could keep it, and then it could just, like, go on, like, all of the other robots and make them deactivate. Who hmm. knows? 
got a got a lot of potential here, B. You did a oh. good job. Or a taser tongue. Ferdy, what do you think? That's I like that a lot. <laughs> that would be handy. <laughs> so, so this is what I've been working on for two weeks. I have had 10 hours of sleep, maybe. Um, and now I got to go find the crew because I, uh, I got questions. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's, let's get some food in you. <laughs> All right. Uh, and, and Ferdy like pushes the plate back towards you closer. Let's get some food in you first. Okay. And, uh, and we'll, we'll talk about Umbra a little bit and then you can find your friends. Okay. And uh, the camera can pull away from here and we will uh, pan up the canyon going past kind of the more residential area where a lot of people have built their homes and apartments and terraces. So we're seeing uh, plants and uh, like grow trays of things that are growing hydroponically built kind of out from the canyon. Um, kind of kind of like a metroplex. There's layers upon layers upon layers here in Solace, but they are all built very organically coming out from the canyon walls as we go higher. So it it's very much like uh, almost like coral reefs kind of expanding organically one way or the other as they're needed. So we're kind of going past this residential spot. You see people with their clothes hanging out to dry. You see people sitting out there working, playing music. Kids are running around, whatever. Um, as we get to the very top of this canyon, the camera speeds past a much more industrial build. This is where uh, a lot of the communication equipment, security equipment, uh, shielding, sensors are all there. And then we get to the top of the canyon and we can see where cars and vehicles are parked and we get back to the Winnebago where Mox and Galen have been working for a little bit. So what have y'all been doing? So, so Galen starts off with, with kind of like he opens the door and uh, walks inside for a second and then he brings out a giant box that he got from one of the deliveries and he sets it down in front of uh in front of uh Mox and he just goes eh 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 what do you think oh yeah uh so he opens it up uh, oh, I want to be excited with you I just have no idea what it is yet yeah he he tries to like open it up normally and stuff like that but just ends up like ripping the box kind of in half after like a minute and a half and then like he just goes eh and it's like a NOS unit oh oh eh yeah, yeah. See, now I'm on the uh -huh. night, night. Uh -huh. yeah and Mox just gets in starts like oh 
boy, yeah, baby. Yeah, I, I wanted us to have a go fast button just in case. Probably a good idea, given yeah. some recent events. Yeah, you know. Is this what, um... Is this what you always did? This gonna... You know, running for your life to make a little bit of money thing? More or less, yeah. I mean, it's interesting, you know what I mean? It certainly, it keeps you feeling young, you know? That, that's good. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I suppose so in some ways, yeah. I don't know if young would be the way I would describe either of us too much, but, you know, what? You know, I, I guess, you know, young at heart, young at heart. And young at something. Anyway, <laughs> wasn't dog supposed to be behind us? Yes. He kind of look, looks around and he's like, that is a real good observation that we are missing one other mechanic. Smash cut back to Dog's lab, Doc, Dog's garage. He is uh, like knee deep in the middle of something he has completely taken apart. Wires <laughs> everywhere, tubes everywhere. Um, and then, and, and then we'll switch back to, uh, <laughs> the Winnebago. Okay. So we can either do this together or we can, you know, stable it for another day. If we can get B or dog down here to help us out, you know, I mean, I know my way around the Winnebago a little bit, but you know, uh, you guys are the professionals, you know what I mean? You're the professionals for this kind I of mean thing. On it, I, that's very sweet of you, but honestly, I think that B and Dog are better off at this. I mean, I'm good at the electronics part of things, so I can deal with the fine-tuning, but the big, big gears, that's more them, I think. What about installing a hatch on the top so we can shoot out of it? Does it have to be pretty? No. Then, yeah. It's on the top. Nobody will be able to see it. Wonderful, I can do that then. Goes right. and like grabs a blowtorch. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, and he goes to the back of the Winnebago and like pulls out a small stepladder and he's like. And then like starts the like, you know how like the old cartoons where like the smoke cloud like starts as these two are working. Like, I think it's the montage like or maybe it's more like a Top Gear montage when like Clarkson and them are like trying to modify the car and stuff like that. Like I kind of feel that's what Mox and Galen would be like trying to modify this car. <laughs> and at some point like halfway through, uh, Mox will pull out his glow and call uh, both Dog and B and hell, why not draw as well. Group call. And so <laughs> Those of you who answer just see Mox, the blowtorch still going, the goggles <laughs> on his face with just like the music playing behind, even though it's not from Argos right now. Um, oh, no, you gave Argos back. So it is from Argos. Um, and just, hey, um, you all busy? Because, I mean, it's a bit of a party down here and I could use some fucking help. Hey. And he puts the thing back, he puts the link back on. <laughs> well? Hello? Oh, Jesus Christ. Where are you? We're in the bago. What are you doing? Oh, hi! Oh, my God! You're at the bago? Yeah. Oh, okay. 
usual place. Oh my god, how's Bill? Bill? Hey! Dog, are you here? Yeah, um, can you hear me? I'm here. Yeah, I can I hear you. You're a little soft, a little soft, but it's okay. I can still I hear you. you. Oh, you see me? Oh, You're hey. You're fuzzy, but I got you. Oh, there you are. Hey. Hey. Yeah, yeah, I'll come to the, I'll come to the bagel. I'll, 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 okay. Okay, bye. It's somehow very reassuring to know that after having this uh, video chat communication for over 80 years, humanity still <laughs> resorts to, like, grandmother calling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, it's just, uh, I, I'd like to imagine, too, that, like, somewhere in the background you just see sparks flying as we're, like, welding this thing on the, the top of the roof. Yeah, once they what? started doing this whole thing, Mox just, like, sits the glow down, so they just see the sparks and hear it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Hey, what what y'all doing? You working on stuff? Yeah. Wanna come down and help? I got everything designed in here, man. It's really cool now. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be right there. <laughs> come on, sing it with me, Galen. It's been a hard day's <laughs> night. Right. Birdie says I can't go until I eat another plate of food. So I'll see you guys in like 10 minutes. You guys are still here? What'd and you say? He kind of pops up and is like, hey, can you bring me a beer? I <laughs> should, chaos. If, you, if you want one, do you want like bottle or draft? Because draft's going to be a little hard to carry. Uh, you want bottle's fine. It's cool. And he puts the thing back down and starts going back to welding. Okay, hey, Ferdy! We need beer! To, to all of our future podcast listeners, you really need to watch this on youtube.com slash identico because we had some great visual gags for this whole scene. <laughs> yeah, it's just sparks flying and all sorts of stuff in the background. It's fantastic. Uh, but but Galen but Galen and Mox really are like like he's got like a it's a small enough step ladder to like you can just kind of like like pull the release and it kind of falls in place good enough to like climb up over this thing like and he's just kind of like looking at it and stuff like that it is like rough hewn and everything and then he looks down at his freshly done like linoleum that's on the floor like, it's linoleum that's made to, like, look like wood and stuff like that. And he's like, man, we really should have put a tarp down. That was a... Yeah, that, was, that, that might not come out. Yeah, I'm going to have to wax that a lot soon. And after it's been formed, like, Mox will climb up and, like, test coming out to aim. Oh, I need to fix this. <laughs> I feel like when you do that at one point in time, do you come out, like, with the gun, too? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so you come out, you come out to that, and just Bill just goes, "Oh shit!" and throws his hands up. Bill at one point is just waking up and coming with all of this noise of construction. Hey, Bill, how's Wait. it going? Oh, uh, fine. What you doing? <laughs> uh. We're just, you know, we're making some modifications to the bago. You know, it's, you know, it's rough out there. We're trying to get, you know, <sighs> we're trying to, you know, get some spots in there, you know, where we can be, you know, have a little bit more advantageous kind of, 
you know, we get shot at a lot. Let's be real about that. Okay. And we just need a place to shoot back. You know how it is, Bill. Yeah. You've been out there. You know, All you right. know. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah. You're right. Just it's a surprise to see when you're first waking up. Know what I'm saying? That's just a surprise. All it's right, well, four in the afternoon, Bill. But yeah, cool. Yeah, I get it. Wait, I get it. Ah, oh, damn. Uh, I got. I. Whew, I gotta get going. I gotta pick up a shipment. Oh. Oh, All right. Okay. All right. Yep. Um. Yes. All right. Cool. And and he goes to get. You, you see him kind of running and pulling on some pants uh, <laughs> as he's like hopping with with the one leg up. He's trying to get uh back to the front uh the 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 cab of his truck and you, and you hear the ignition and and he's like squealing out of there. <laughs> And a little while later, the rest of the crew shows up. So everyone has made their way up to the Winnebago. And it's uh, early evening. 4.35. This is some trading spaces home makeover bullshit. Uh, You like? You like? My God. Yes, this is so wacky, and all we needed was a bloodbath to get it done. Where'd it go? You know, you take you take the negatives and you turn them into a positive. You know, you really just got to roll with life sometimes. I'm just Silver saying. Silver lining. Yeah. Silver lining. Yeah. All about that. Absolutely nothing in their matches, by the way. It's just whatever he could get at the local stores and stuff like that. So it's got, like, maroon curtains. But, like, it's making it work because the inside is that linoleum kind of light wood kind of texture going on and stuff like that. So, like, you know, bringing it together a little bit. Um, Certainly some of the cabinets have that, like, contact paper now over them to make them look fancier than what they already are. But, you know, they work. They That was an upgrade. They didn't work beforehand, you know. So the dishes are not in the sink dirty anymore. That's an upgrade eccentric yes kmart chic mox as you get there is kind of classic goggles up on the forehead with a clean spot where the goggles were (laughs) and the dust on the face okay oh droll your hair looks nice you noticed and she kind of just scurries it back i needed something yeah, it screams I'm edgy. Mm. I know that's your thing. Well I, am, I, well, I am edgy. And she, like, makes a show of throwing her hood up over her hair. See? Whoa! Edgy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dog, hey! <laughs> that's a nice haircut. Scare, scared me. <laughs> oh, oh, thanks! And then she, uh, she takes that off. Is he here yet? Me? You hear B in in the distance. Beer, 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 beer. Come on, Umbra. Beer, beer, beer. And you hear like oh, clinking no. of bottles. <laughs> she stopped by Freddy and Freddy caffeinated, and this is what happens. This always happens. Beer, beer, Wait, beer. She coffee. Beer, beer, beer. Oh, oh I'm so excited. That she's reminds me. She's, she's gonna strap in. Yes, Mox, check it out. And he pushes a button on the side of it from over there, and a coffee maker just poof. You, you watch Mox's face go through a series of emotions. <laughs> which simply ends with, I love you a little bit. I thought you know. 
It's got and he just drip and French press now. I found the French over. press. Walks over the coffee maker. I'm never gonna let anything happen to you. <laughs> the coffee maker, by the way, at the bottom is like riveted on too, so it won't move. Like, yeah. He's thought of everything. I'm just just say I want it to be, you know, you know, it's homely. There's a bed in the back, the bed and everything like that in the back. There's a whole new thing there. There's bunk beds now in the middle that's going on from there. Like it's, you know, it's got the whole thing going for it at the moment. You know, I'm just saying. Think he's out. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. If B gets a hold of that coffee maker, y'all are fucked. <laughs> <laughs> or the enemies are fucked, one or the other. When B comes in, if she's still going, beer, 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 uh, Drawl jumps and goes, beer, 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 and chants with you, beer, 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 beer. B, uh, of course, joins along and is jumping with the beer in hand, so the beers are getting shaken yes. up as we And then the Winnebago's just doing this like it's on <laughs> hydraulics out front, like... Uh, yeah. Galen's gonna kind of quietly try to kind of like push the ladies out the door to open the beers and then everybody can come back inside he just cleaned he's very nervous about the beers right now the shaking up beers uh huh yep 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 I doesn't care what happens to the astroturf outside that's fine it's water soluble it'll be fine it'll be fine I brought extra it'll be fine okay All right. All right. Everyone also slowly notices uh, what is walking with the me. The fuck is that? You don't yell curse words at Umbra. They're What's babies. an Umbra? Ooh, what the fuck is that? You want to see it? Umbra's my baby. Come here. Also, Argos needs to come and meet Umbra because I want them to be best friends. I'll go do a slow introduction so they like each other. That, yeah, yeah. Slow introduction. But Argos needs to open the beer because it's. We, I don't have a beer opener. <laughs> yes, that is what this highly expensive piece of technology <laughs> is for. Just like paw shifts, one claws, a little bottle opener. I figured Mox would have put that in there. <laughs> he probably would have put it. Let's be real. A little lighter in one of the other toes, too. Yeah. And B. Goes, gather round, everybody. This is Umbra. Umbra, this is the team. Got Uncle Mox right there. And Auntie Draw right there. And Uncle Galen right there. Hello. And that's Big Uncle Dog right there. If he tells you to pee on anything, you don't do it. You pee on him instead. <laughs> don't let him pee on you. Don't listen to her. B, this is really good work. You do all this yourself. Yeah, you inspired me. I mean, look at it, Argos. Like, I've always built little tiny drones. You know, I have I have some things going on, but like Argos was pretty freaking cool. So I took I took a couple of your ideas. I did what I could to make it a little bit more my style. And uh, this is this is Umbra. Hopefully the Wendigos or the creatures we met in the uh, in in the wastes don't like try to eat Umbra, but also don't let Umbra bite you. 
and and Galen will just kind of like peer into it, and then like on the like, because it's all metal, right? Like it's but it's meant to look like the thing, and he just kind of goes, <laughs> "Wow!" You see a little tail wag. All right. Yeah, he doesn't hit it hard like anything. Like he just kind of tap, tap, tap. I'm like, okay, Umbra okay. Kisses. And Umbra goes. <laughs> On Galen? Yep. Oh, it's like licking a battery. That's what Ferdy said, too. <laughs> oh, wait, can you turn that up? Is that like a thing? Is that like I a stun gun kind of thing? Maybe. I was thinking either Kinky. like a, like a, well, I mean, okay. Hey, Umbra, you got to stay away from Uncle Mox when he's saying stuff like that, okay? Anyways, I, I was talking to Ferdy about doing like a taser tongue or uh, an EMP tongue or something like that. I don't know yet. I know that Umbra is going to be a little stealthy, real bitey, and then I'm just going to kind of riff on it because now I got a pet project, literally. Okay, full disclosure, B. Yeah? If anything happens to Umbra, I'm going to kill everyone in the room and then myself. I would <laughs> die for Umbra. Same. I, I'm pretty sure I will figure out how to blow up the world, so let's not let anything like that happen. That's a whoopsie doopsie, isn't it, Umbra? A whoopsie doopsie. Yes. <laughs> Galen goes back inside the Winnebago and is starting to like look around. He's like, I gotta figure out like a tent situation now for this thing. Like, does it is it like a cat? Like, does it need a scratching post or like? I like he's just kind of like quickly like kind of wandering to himself as he's in there like looking around like oh, I've never had a cat before I don't know what that's like the dog just kind of sits oh, there that's <laughs> adorable <laughs> <laughs> oh and then he comes back out uh, when he comes back out he uh, rips open the box a second time which has been duct taped back together uh, for it and he and he just kind of points down to it it's like eh yeah. Oh, is that what I think it is? Yeah. Are we gonna go fast? It go fast button. I have no idea how to do it though. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, dog and me can rig this up in like um. You want what? Thirty minutes, dog? Does that? We could do it in thirty minutes. You got all the tools, right? Kicks open the door onto the side of him, and you see like. Very different mishmash toolboxes in there. Very legally attained. Spared no expense. B clinks beer bottles with everybody like chairs. Y'all are rad. I'ma go put some go juice in the windy bagel. See you As B heads inside. Hey, 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 hey! Make sure to put the tools back where they go. Okay, Dad. It's a very specific order to things. Mm, true, true. Uh, uh, Galen is going to break out his little tiny, like, hibachi and start trying to cook dinner. Trying to watch and offer no assistance. <laughs> <laughs> so we can watch as the crew uh, installs this new equipment and they play with the Winnebago a little bit and 
they have some dinner, and at one point, Argos and Umbra are playing with each other. Uh, like Argos is rolling a, a a ball towards Umbra, and Umbra's trying to bat it back, but of course. Uh, B hasn't hit the balance servos exactly right for fine motor control, so it, he's tipping over and, and tumbling a little bit, and it's just an adorable, heartwarming scene. As that is happening, Mox is just casually keeping an eye and is taking notes on his glow to send to B later to what adjustments need to be made that he notices. Yeah. Uh, so we can get a little bit further into the evening. Uh, dusk is falling. <clears throat> Galen, you've made a very passable dinner. Um, as y'all have been on the road over the past couple weeks, uh, you know, this isn't anything worse than that. Uh, night is falling. Solace illuminates with that warm neon glow of all these different homes and businesses and places of entertainment. Uh, so you've got this uh, kind of very warm bubble of light pollution against the darkness of the desert sky. And is there anything uh, the crew wants to discuss while they're all together here? Or is this just a night of chit-chat and enjoyment. I would say that Drawl would definitely mention casually, not with any amount of like business thought, um, maybe even between bites of food. So PB thinks that uh, Mercury's not so bad a guy. Going after Corpo seems like a good thing. If the main line for information thinks he's not so bad, imagine what does Ellis think? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know, he feels funky though, right? And not like really funky, funky as in like, mm, but. Like creepy. Ugh. So as you explain the situation, what he said just a little bit about like wanting to go up against the corpse, oh, yeah. just Mox threw a mouthful. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Found like we might have encountered two players on opposite sides, eh? We meet all the best people, don't we? We don't get paid enough for this. Going after corpse, huh? I mean, I'm fine with that. Yeah, Perfect it never quite hit. ends the way we want it to, though, does it? I'm not saying we go after them. Fuck that. Yeah. Though, actually, on that topic, now that you're here, um, I was hoping maybe we could find a way to, um, get some more information from the corpse. Listen in, maybe any of you know any leaks? Any sources that we can maybe get advance notice before we encounter the next mad scientist? 
I mean, maybe before my standing fell. Yeah, you kind of screwed the booth there, huh? <gasps> Galen, dog, don't you know, like, corpo shit? Galen will kind of <sighs> stare off into the night for just a minute. Go ahead, dog. Yeah, used to. I don't really talk to him much anymore. What about you, Galen? I don't talk to him either. But, if we need some leads on things, though, I do know a few people who could probably siphon some information to us. So do I. Oh, now we're talking... We could, we could, uh, we could always ask Ferdy too. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure Ferdy has been in some kind of shit. Like, she does hear a lot too. That's true. She sees Ferdy's a lot of people. has got, got it going on over there. Ferdy, like, Ferdy knows everybody. Everybody knows them. And, like, if they're not trying to protect Ferdy, then they're probably dead. So, I'm pretty sure Ferdy has some connections. Whatever we do, I'm just saying. We have taken two jobs that seemed innocent and through both of them got pulled into things bigger than us. And though I wouldn't mind getting a little bit more information, ear to the ground, build up those connections, you know? Galen will, will take out his glow and pop open a couple of uh, essentially browser sources onto them um, that have some goings-on from a contact back in Angel City. And it's got just a kind of Reddit-style list of different actions and things happening and stuff like that that you can kind of peruse through almost like a front page for a bit of the underground in Fringe out in Angel City. Oh, one of my favorite bookmarks. <sighs> it's stuff that doesn't make it to the front of the web. So, Drawl probably would not have seen some of the <sighs> stuff yet. Untapped sources. She's drooling. <laughs> Is there a quick mart in there? A quick mart? Or a, a mention of tamales in those <laughs> no, no. Oh, honey, it's all over the place in that. There's quick mart, tamales, Eve, all of that, yes. Well documented. So you can all peruse this a little bit. You can read, you can chit chat, you can make some plans. Now that the Winnebago is back together and ready to go. Now that you've all had some time to rest and recover and uh, 
just generally feel better about taking things on. Um, what would you like to do next? Do we peruse the boards and look for a new quest or does someone have like a direction? I know B is pretty interested in the business card from Callisto and trying to figure out how to make it work, especially since it's tied to that keychain that Mox has. Um, but with the gathering of contacts and intel, like, I'm pretty sure B is already a little invested in just knowing everything, especially since B hasn't encountered any corporations, like, actual in-face in the metroplexes. Um, so Galen... Uh, you had this page on your glow. Have you just left it on the screen of the glow? Did you kind of pull it up on a, a hollow display that you put on the side of the Winnebago? Yeah, it's more a little bit like that so I can share with the group. Yeah, yeah, kind of like a projector mm-hmm. onto the, the side. And it's a little harder to read because the siding of the Winnebago changes color halfway through where you're displaying it. Uh, but... Everyone can peruse this a little bit easier. Uh, B is really interested in all of this stuff. This is so new to them. They're really kind of uh, very engaged in reading things. Um, as, As you are standing there reading this and kind of discussing what's going on, um, B and Drawl, can I have you both make a perception check for me? There we go. I pressed a bunch of buttons on my keyboard. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Professionals dreamer. Uh, um, I got a dirty 20. Oof. All right, cool. So, um, Drawl, you see... All of the information that Galen has pulled up, you also see uh, pretty easily, pretty quickly, that there are a couple other tabs of this screen. Think like an Excel file where there's multiple tabs along the bottom or the top uh, that have different listings and labels on them. You don't know exactly what's on them, but gut instinct kind of tells you it's a little bit more detailed than what Galen's showing you right now. Uh, B, as you are kind of scrolling through things, you're you're kind of very close to the Winnebago. You're like, you're, you're scrolling manually almost. You're just, ooh, what's this? Ooh, what's this? Ooh, what's this? And you hit something that changes the screen quickly and it is a very different screen asking for 
a like a secure proxy login uh, like a facial recognition and it immediately reads a fail because it's your face uh, uh, uh Galen uh I think it's asking for your face I don't know what I did what is this it's just a login to my email it's nothing to worry about Give so- a- sorry no it's fine it's fine it's fine Does your email have more information? I know, I know you got a lot of, of stuff. I'm not trying to ask to see your email. I just, I want to know more of it about everything. Uh, people want to know a lot about a lot of things, but if I gave away all my secrets and ways that I can get information, now we wouldn't necessarily be in a good place, now would we? Oh, I, I don't know about that. I would still really like you because you're good person but okay you keep your secrets that's okay i i just want to know more oh that's fair i'll bring it to the group as i find it but you know how it is it's like we don't meet with the paper boy for instance like he only meets withdrawal my contacts only want to meet with me because they trust me i don't want to spook them now because i want to keep my tabs open so to speak on what's happening in the cities and stuff like that so you know, you you it's professional courtesy. That's all it is. It's just professional courtesy. Yeah. Understanding anything that has to do with professional just means that y'all don't trust shit and you don't trust each other. That seems like a real lonely way to live. No wonder Corpos just kind of like defect and come out here and want to like wage war and stuff. That sounds like shit. Well, now who's talking about waging war and stuff like that? Not, not me, Mox did it. Did I, did I say I wanted to wage war? I didn't say I was going to wage war. I haven't heard you say anything like no, that. No, no, no. Ignore the giant turret that we tried to install on the top of the Winnebago and all like that, that but still. a peaceful turret. That's did a defensive get, mechanism. That's a defensive. Did you, did you get parts for the giant turret? We're working on it. Right now we got a hatch we can shoot out of. We got a hatch we can first, shoot out of. First of many stages, you know, but you're going to take that first step. Yep. It's a deterrent. Yeah, it's, you know, we get attacked by a lot of things while we're on, you know, while we're on did runs and stuff. Did you call it a deterrent? Yes. Oh. I did. Oh. Lose experience. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting written no on the side of it whenever we actually do make a thing. <laughs> and, uh, uh, as they're arguing, Dog's gonna quietly, like to himself, not drawing attention, scroll through his phone to an old number or his glow, sorry, an old number that's been in there, and send a secure message to say, "Hey, what's up, man?" and just put his phone away. He'll deal. He'll deal with the response later. Uh, you know, as part of this conversation that occurred here when. Be stumbled uh, across this uh, secure login. What, what Galen said, definitely made sense, but also felt a little like hide, like he was hiding something. But yes. you know, just interesting to note there. B, uh, B will remember this. 
<laughs> the little thing in the top right hand corner. Yes, this has been noted alongside the conversation that B has accidentally walked up to that one night. Y'all don't think B's paying attention because B is just chaos incarnate. But B is watching. B is listening. And B is learning. So the rest phone who dis. <laughs> so the rest of the night can pass, and uh, what is what is the crew's next step here? Are um, are they going to wait for a job to come to them? Are we going to look for a job? <clears throat> are we going to talk to some contacts? I do think that B said she wanted to try to activate or use the card to get back in contact with muscle mommy all right so uh b you have looked at this business card and inspected it a lot um it is a razor thin very flexible piece of metal uh, so it 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 is the size and shape and flexibility of a cardboard business card, but it is metallic in nature. On both sides of it is embossed, like laser etched, the same image, a uh, very geometrical, angular depiction of a Siamese cat. Just the head. And there's nothing else on this card. There's no phone number. There's no grid access code. Um, it is, it's been a puzzle to be over the last few weeks. Y'all... Y'all know how to make corpo cars work? Have you tried meowing at it? Meow! It didn't Did work. work. No. Umbra, pi Umbra picks up their ears. Not you, <laughs> Umbra. It's okay. Meow. It didn't work. Uh, do you remember those cards that in the old days where they would do the little tap on the machines to give money away? You think that would work with a glow? Well, I'm not trying it with my glow. That's okay. You don't want Muscle Mommy's number. She'd bring you out dry. I mean, well, that's, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. I want to know who, how to get a hold of Callisto. Phone. Glow. Call Callisto. <laughs> All right, so uh, you are are sitting there, kind of playing with it now that you're you're thinking about what to do with it. Um, I'd like you to give me an electronics check. Oh boy! Okay, I got an eleven plus five, so Ooh. sixteen. All right. So this has been a puzzle for a really long time. 
um, but you've also been very busy. So it's not like you've really spent a lot of time to invest in solving this puzzle. But now you've had some downtime, you finished your big project, uh, you're a little bit more motivated because now you've seen this thing twice and you have two of these things um, and, and you're really trying to focus uh, your attention on figuring this out. You're looking at this card. Go ahead. We just got the idea to try and make the card in the keychain kiss. So while you're explaining this, you just see in the background B slamming the keychain and the dog together, like clapping, trying to make it work and like rubbing them together. Uh, well, that that I'm sorry. that do, that does not do anything. Uh, but. <laughs> As you are staring at it, dejected that that didn't work, you are looking at the pattern. And it's one of those things that, like, you know when there is a, uh, like a visual puzzle, um, and you, you're staring at it, staring at it, staring at it, and then finally you see the other shape, or you're looking for your keys, and you've looked at the counter a hundred times, and finally they're on the counter, even though they've been there the whole time. Like it's that kind of thing. You you've been staring at this for so long, you couldn't see it. And now finally it clicks that the points on in the shape they make up a grid address this is like a visual representation of a location to go to online Um, hey, guys, come look at this card. Do, uh, do, do any of you know how to do, uh, grid addresses? The, you, the numbers count the points. I think I melted my brain. Would there be anything further that Mox might be able to glean from looking at it with electronics in mind? Or is that the extent of the information? Um, with, with that idea from B, you can confirm that that makes sense to you, but there's not any additional secret information you can find from that. Could I use an underworld check or a sure. uh, corporation, like a business type yeah. check? Um, give me corpse. Uh, 19. Hoof. Yeah. So this is not a common practice, but it is a very like bougie business practice to 
take what would normally be a string of numbers and convert it into a visual image. Mm. It's one of those power plays of, I'm going to spend a lot of money to do this, and it's not going to be immediately obvious to everyone unless you're on my level of thinking and wealth, galaxy brain type bougie bullshit. Okay. You've seen you've seen it before, yeah. Uh, vi- like once, twice, kind of thing. Galen is going to Galen's going to look at B. It's like, do you want to do it on your glow, or do you want to do it on my glow? Wait, will she know the difference? Does it matter? I mean, okay, no, we should do it on my glow, because, like, what if I want to go back to it later? What if it has, like, pictures of of her on there? I just, I don't know. Unless if it does, you got to share her. with the group. Well, do I, though? Because I got yeah, to go home with her. Okay. That's the fruits of your labor. No part. There will be fruits, if that's the case. The labor of her fruit. Oh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Uh. So, well, I guess should we do we keep it secret or do we put it up on the big screen? Because I don't, I don't know. Uh, first and foremost, Galen will take your glow and just start typing in the grid coordinates. Essentially, B um, is staring over your shoulder, trying to figure out what the hell you are typing to understand how these things work. Uh. He'll start to kind of go through and follow. It's like a connect the dots kind of thing mm-hmm. as you start to kind of do the sort of piece to it. And he's like walking you through it as he goes. Um, and his tone switches almost to like a professor kind of thing, almost in a way, as he's kind of gawking through all of this. And then when he gets done with the whole explanation as he's going through, he finally hits go uh, on the glow. Uh, and he goes, and now it's in your history. So if you ever want to come back to it, you know, you got it all the way. But now you know how to use the whole connecting. Of the it's very, very, very smart of him. Very fucking pretentious, though. The more you know. So Galen has typed this in. He's hit go. There is the briefest of pauses as the site is pulled up and connected to and displayed on the screen you see that same geometric cat head logo uh black background kind of a a silver outline of this cat head and then it shimmers a little bit the image shimmers and shifts and kind of melts and coalesces, comes together into uh, a greeting. And it says, welcome to the Cobalt Masquerade. And as everyone puzzles over that, we will... Call an end to this episode, episode 11. And there you go. Thank you all for 
watching and listening. Thank you in the chat. I hope you enjoyed our downtime shenanigans full of new robot friends and food and construction. Thank you, future audiences on the YouTubes and the podcasts. Please leave us some comments about what you think the Cobalt Masquerade is before uh, the crew learns what it is next time. And don't forget to come back next Tuesday for, I believe, the season three finale of Chaos Incorporated. Uh, The crew is going to war. And we're going to find out what happens. Mallow says with Cheshire grin. <laughs> it, we, the crew, the, the, the team got some new toys. Yep. The team uh, signed a deal with the triad for some, uh, some ground support. And they are going to go take on some probably bad people. They learned it from you, Eve. And, and have a fight with a deadly cyber cybered out lady who they've lost to many times before. But it is time for so longs for this crew. So let's say goodbye to this lovely cast. Uh, hear a little bit about who they are, what they're doing, where they can be found on the interweb, starting with Mallow. Hi, uh, you can find me everywhere at the Mallow Man uh, on everything, including Blue Sky, Threads, etc. Um you can uh, find me tomorrow night on our second channel, youtube.com slash at humanoid HQ, where we will be talking uh, about a lot of different things, including the Doctor Who special, the first episode of it that aired over the weekend. so good. We will be talking about that in depth, uh, as well as a couple of other uh, topics, as well as your chat topics. So come check it out. Uh, hang with us and stuff like that. Uh, this coming weekend, you can also find me over at the Rook and Rasp channel, twitch.tv slash Rook and Rasp, where we will be playing in a charity marathon, uh, raising money for the Indie Game Developers Network uh, scholarship, helping out uh, minority and uh, underrepresented game designers out there. Uh, myself and several others from the casts uh, will be playing. Uh, so come check us out. Uh, go give them a follow. Go give them love and everything like that. And bring all your donations because you can actually de-level me in the middle of the fight. So please come do it. Please make me level zero. Punish me. Do many things that I can't say because of terms of service. But that's totally fine because we're raising money uh, for charity and things like that. So come do that this weekend for us. Please and thank you. Yeah, lots of uh, lots of familiar faces from the Chaos Inc. crew will be part of that stream as well. <clears throat> Wild. is me. Hello. Uh, you can find me at wildling 11 not, not two zeros, just one. I hit the wall of tired. What's up, crew? Um, just about anywhere. Wildling011. Yeah, anyways, I'm also doing the... Uh, Rook and Rasp Charity Marathon, and I am waking up at 4.30 in the morning what? to put on a show for you. What? So please come and support me as I white knuckle through a very early morning because I am a night owl. I would love to see your faces and see your support. Uh, if you want to de-level me, that's fine. I will probably just look at you like this. <sighs> She's playing in Hobomancer, by the way, where she gets to play an it old hobo changed. lady in the 1930s. Oh, it got changed? It, it changed. Oh, uh, we are now news. 
playing World of Darkness. Oh, Ooh. shit. Oh, I don't know what's shit. happening. It's even spookier at 4.30 <laughs> in the morning. In the morning. Oh, Lord. God. I think, I think I might be playing, like, a, a, well, I am playing a, a character. Like, I already have my character sheet, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to play them with, like, a little bit of a a stoner twist, so we'll see how that really translates with my tiredness, because I feel like that's kind of the same thing. Oh god, we'll I see. am I am waking Anyways. up at 4.15 to be a part of this now. Uh, yes, come and, see. Yes, I will be there. <laughs> Alright, anyways, thanks for coming, and we love you, and we adore you, and go and follow all these lovely faces. Okay, bye! Pete! Thanks for joining us. You can see all of my antics and everything at Thousand Places Cosplay <laughs> on all social media platforms. Some really great content there, let me it's tell you. Follow me. Follow me. Yeah, thank you. Follow me. <laughs> Lauren. <laughs> he switched up the formula. I didn't expect it. I was so ready for it. at the mallow, man. <laughs> You're unpredictable. <laughs> Um, hi, I'm Lauren. Um, I'm on the internet, um, but I'm mostly playing Baldur's Gate, so don't bother me on the internet. Unless you really want to, because I'll talk to you about anything. I'm 95% Lauren, or the other half a thousand faces cosplay. Shenanigans, whenever, wherever, anytime, all the time. Petting dogs and eating, hopefully, pizza soon. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by, guys. Appreciate you. <laughs> and Ethan. Well, since both halves of Thousand Faces cosplay have already gone, you can follow me at the Mallow Man everywhere online. Um, but if you do want to see me DMing, Lauren over here playing a stoner turtle and Digital Clubhouse from the chat playing a uh, do good sweet little herringon going, going through the Fey Wild. Check out our 15th episode of The Wild Beyond the Witchlight on Misty Mountain streaming this Saturday. Going strong and they are about to uh, encounter the brigand prince of Prismere, Agden Longscarf. So check that out if you want. And old episodes are available on the YouTubes. It's true. Uh, up through episode six is currently available on Thousand Faces Cosplays YouTube. Those two, respect. We have no idea what we're doing. We're we're professionals, <laughs> just not at this. <laughs> do 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 professional. And I am on the socials at the Caleb G. You can find me right here for Chaos Incorporated, here and there with Farm to Fable, and taking up a lot of space in the archives of the RPG Academy. That is it for this game. Take care. See you next week. Same cyber time, same cyber station. Good night. We love you. Thank you for being here. Take care of yourself. Uh, it's getting cold. It's getting wintry. Get some sunlight. Go outside, but not when it's too cold. Bundle up. Uh, treat yourself to something nice. Drink your water. To eat some snacks. Take your meds. Take a nap. Stay warm. Uh, unless you're somewhere where it's too hot and then stay cool. And just generally, we love you and thank you for being here. Thank you. Good night and goodbye. Neon Trails is Ethan as Mox, 
Lauren as Drawl, Pete as Dog, Wild as B, me, Mallow, as Galen, and the Caleb G is our game runner. You can learn more about the game we play on this podcast by going to www.playidentico.com. You can join us live for these sessions every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Pacific over on twitch.tv slash identico. And you can watch along with past episodes and see additional content like how to play videos over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash identico. Finally, you can follow along with us on the socials at identico on Twitter and at humanoid games on threads and Instagram. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next week.